Welcome to a place where God's people are enlightened and empowered through the ministry of the Spirit and strategic communication of God's Word for Kingdom Dominion. We are a people committed to establishing Kingdom civilization in our various sphere of influence. Welcome to Build. So we started a series on the believer um, two weeks ago, and two weeks ago, we're back. That's nice. <laughs> two weeks ago, we were able to cover a few definition of terms. That was mainly what we did two weeks ago. Last week was a prayer service, and I believe that we're all blessed. So I'll continue on that series. I remember if you were in class last week, in class, if you were in class last week, we did a few definitions and let's try to recap on them before moving forward. I know that we did, um, what we're trying to, what we're trying to fully entrench is the idea behind this word, the believer, the person called the believer. Remember that the Bible says that he that is in Christ is a new creature. Is that true? And it says, all things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. He's a new creature. And so, if the person that is in Christ has become a new creature, we want to find out who that creature is, and how that creature was designed to function. That's what we're studying as the believer. So, we said that um, post- there is the sequence of getting to this place. There is the post-salvation experience. There is the, there is the experience during salvation. And there is, sorry, post-pre-during. And we explained that pre-salvation, we were lost. Pre-salvation, we, we were seen as needing a savior. And at the point of salvation, a few things happened, which we studied. And the first thing that I knew that we started with was justification. And if you were in class, if you were in class, can you help us with that definition? I explained justification. I think I explained sanctification. I explained righteousness. Eh? Okay. You want to help us with any of the definitions? Don't smile at me now. Do you want to help us with any of the definitions? Is okay. Okay. 
He says that justification is that stage where a man is without condemnation, no guilt, no condemnation. Any other perspective from the audience? From those that were in class at the time that I started defining terms. You are smiling at me. Do you want to answer? You don't want to answer, but you want to smile at me. <laughs> this is weird. Okay. Uh, what of righteousness? Because we need to be sure of what these terms are. It means that if you are justified, and I remember saying that justification is by faith. Bah? So which means that if you are justified, God does not lay hold to the things that you have done in the past. Your sins have been taken away. And remember, remember, okay, we'll do that. But he said, I said that in salvation, two things happened at the cross because it was at the cross that salvation happened. And I said two things happened there. There is the fact that you were, there is the substitution. And I said there is what? Code death. That two things happened. You did not just die. Jesus did not just die for you. You died in him. Two things happened at salvation. Jesus died for us, substitution, and we died in him. Code death. Two things. So, substitution, in substitution, we started to study justification. That what Jesus did when you got saved was that he, get, he made you justified. And that justification, you would attain it by what? Faith. So which means that you would not, in the whole testament, you would need to see that you brought a ram of one year. That was the law in the whole testament that the age of the lamb determines how valid the sacrifice is going to last for. So there was a demand that every year you bring a lamb that is one year old to the temple and the high priest is going to offer sacrifice for everybody to cover for your sin for one year. But we know that Jesus is the same lamb. Is that true? But that Jesus that is the lamb is an ageless lamb. So he had no age. Which means that, which is going to help some people buttress the points that if you are saved, because Jesus is ageless. And I have found out that when you step into kingdom ideology, um, you were not saved to lose. We, we were saved to become citizens of a kingdom. And you were not given citizenship to lose it. God's plan to give citizenship was not for you to lose it. So it means that if the context of our kingdom is eternal, is not on earth, is eternal, then our salvation or whatever we receive from there has an eternal context. I'm being careful saying what I'm saying because it looks like I'm helping my friends, our neighbors. If citizenship was given from the kingdom and this kingdom is an eternal kingdom it means that the citizenship that we received has an eternal context but there was now one scripture help us find this scripture I don't know where it is exactly now I'll check that he became the author of eternal salvation to them that be, to them that obey Anybody that can help me find that scripture? Let's do small Bible study. Huh? 
Hebrews chapter 5 verse 9. The context of that which we receive from the kingdom is eternal. If, in fact, grace, grace is as a context that is eternal. Please, KJV. And being made perfect, this is Jesus, he became the author of of what? Eternal salvation. Unto that's where the clause came from. And I don't want to step into that clause. But the truth is that the context of the salvation we received is what? Stay, stay with me. Is what? Good. That, that's the first part you need to know. That what we received from heaven in its original design was designed to be what? Eternal. And all of that happened at substitution because Jesus died for you. The Aegeus lamb died for you and atoned for your sins forever. And while he did that, he made you justified by faith. Second thing that he did is that he imputed into you the gift of righteousness. So righteousness is a gift, not what you work for. I established that last two weeks. That righteousness is what? A gift. And it becomes yours because the Holy Spirit was given as a seal of your salvation. And because the Holy Spirit is domiciled inside you, you are righteous. So we are not going to be righteous. We are not working towards being righteous. We are righteous because Jesus did it. All of this is still substitution. Then I also now said that there is this concept of sanctification. It is at that point that you cross from substitution into co-death. Both happened on the cross. But the issue is that we focus on the teaching of substitution. Truly, Jesus died for us. But that was not all that happened at the cross. That's where the confusion comes from. That we pick the cross, which is the great divide between the old creation and the new creation that is in Christ. And this cross did something. What this cross did, two things happened there. But we focus on substitution because that is easy for us to capture as a context, alright? That we are saved. I am justified by faith. I need to just believe that Jesus did it. And if Jesus did it, the Bible says if by one man sin came into this world, then it's also by one man that righteousness is going to reign. So Jesus brought that substitution. We are saved. We are justified by faith. We are we have the gift of righteousness. But when it comes to sanctification, I explain that people have different ideas about sanctification. I explain that there is people call something sanctification by oppression or suppression. Some call it sanctification by is omission. I called it. Some people believe that you will pray and one day you will be sanctified. They pick sanctification as an experience like salvation. You know, at salvation, you come and receive Jesus' life and that's all. You are saved. That true? Is there any other way to get saved? No. It's with the heart we believe and with the mouth that we confess unto salvation. That is settled there. And people pick sanctification with that same ideology. Thinking that at a point you will get sanctified. And nothing happens like that. I gave an example of Charles Podium. Is that true? 
the great English teacher, and how that uh, he had a friend that believes that he is already sanctified. So because he prayed one day, he became sanctified. So the works of the flesh is no more there at work in him again. So Charles Spurgeon had dinner with this young man and threw ice cubes into his eyes. Because they were doing that discussion at that moment. So Charles Spurgeon threw ice cubes into his eyes and the guy started to vex. Why would you do that? And Charles Spurgeon was confused. Because right now you just said that the works of the flesh is dead. It can't show up again. If they slap a dead man, can he react? It should not show up again. Why did you get angry? This anger is not part of the works of the spirit. It's flesh. Which shows that we do, nobody gets sanctified at one spot. So that doctrine of omission, not true. And I explained how that it is impossible to experience sanctification without the coherent reality. I got there, bar. And I explained that the coherent reality for the believer is the reality of you being in Christ and Christ being in you. Cohabitation. And I explained that that is the only way that a believer can experience sanctification. Because it will be God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And I explained how that coherent reality works. And I hope we have been trying that. Because the goal of teaching is to be able to use it. If you can't practicalize it, then there was no point teaching it. I explained that the Holy Ghost lives in the believer. And the Holy Ghost is a person. So it is two people living together. I gave an explanation of marriage. That a man and a wife have decided to become one. And the man has his own character. The wife has her own character. Came from different backgrounds. And this is two persons living and they want to become one. And that will be a hard job for two of them to do. Because somebody needs to submit to somebody, somebody needs to submit to somebody at any point in time. These two people have completely different mindsets. I gave an example of the man that uh, always lays his bed when he stands up from his bed. Anytime the man, if, if he sleeps now, if he wakes up five times in the night, he will lay the bed five times. Before going back on that bed, he must lay it. Then he married and they slept <laughs> and he realized <laughs> that she was asleep while he went up to do whatever he did that night then he came back to the bed and wanted to lie down but his principle is what? to lay the bed again now he wants to lay the bed but there is <laughs> another person there so he tapped <laughs> he tapped his wife and said she should stand up that he wants to <laughs> lay the bed. Two personalities now are clashing. They are completely different people. We call. The woman does not, what exactly has laying the bed got to do with your sleep? <laughs> this is how two personalities, have you read in your Bible when the Bible says that the spirit war against the flesh, so they lost it against the flesh, and the flesh lost it against the spirit. This is two activities in one member. So, 
your normal Emmanuel. Let me give you an history. I have a track record of getting angry. I used to be somebody that gets angry very fast. And my anger spoils things. My brother is already smiling. At home, my dad left some trademarks in the house to always remind me of my anger. Because there are things that have spoiled in that house because of anger. And my dad decided never to repair them. He will repair his own, but he will not repair that one. <laughs> so that every day of your life you will remember that it was your anger that produced this crack in the house. I used to be that angry. So when the Holy Ghost came and we decided that we would submit to him, then I entered into a particular environment of people and I realized these people like talking. And they started saying things that I didn't even know when I did them. I'm trying to say I did not do them. So I'm trying to remember. You know, when they say you are dating two people at the same time, you are trying to remember at what point did you propose to two ladies <laughs> at the same time? Probably you slept or you drank palm wine and <laughs> something happened to you. So I did not know. I could not track that event. <laughs> so the Emmanuel started speaking to redeem his masculinity. That the best thing to do in situations like that, okay, for example, somebody, we used to attend the same church, one we in children's church, so I don't know where the guy went to, probably obviously older than me. So we met in school, same level, and he became an ESCO. And I entered the ESCO's room, because yeah, well, level meets, and I just greeted them before service, alright? I greeted them, and I greeted everybody, everybody was greeting me, and I'm like, ah, it's good, we're just greeting them, congratulating them on their new position. Then after service, the one that was my mate in children's church called me outside and said, never in my life should I ever call him brother that is not my mate. I said, I'm confused. I said, I'm confused. <laughs> I was confused. I greeted, it was even only, it's not only you that I called brother. I mean, what should I do? I'm after that. <laughs> Anyways, that's what he said. Then something happened, something happened. One guy came and knocked my head in front of everybody in fellowship. I was there. So my Emmanuel, you know Emmanuel is an angry man. <laughs> they did not know. They were not educated adequately. <laughs> that the man that was just knocked has capacity to do things when he enters a different energy level. They did not know. So Emmanuel was coming out. But remember now, there are two personalities in one vessel. So the Holy Ghost, that is the second personality, now started to do his own. Because he is a person. A person does not need to talk for him to communicate. I explained last week that our mothers don't talk to us before they tell us not to touch something. When they share biscuit and everybody's running towards biscuit, mommy will just do like this. And that, that, that is enough, is, in, is a lecture on his own. It's two hours class. If you touch it, We'll meet back home. So the personality called the Holy Ghost inside the manual did not need to say, don't go. No, you don't need to hear a voice. Many times, many people think, I've always said so. In Genesis 1-1, when the Holy Ghost was revealed in verse 2, the Holy Ghost was not speaking. He was moving. Which means that the Holy Ghost will move more in your vessel than he will talk. 
and if you cannot sense his reactions, because he's a person, he has emotions, if you can't sense his emotions and reactions, you will not know God's voice. It's not only when he speaks to you. You must be able to perceive his movements. You must be able to know when you are traveling and he does not want to travel. Do you understand what I'm saying? He does not want to travel. How do you guys do when mommy wants to send you around and you don't want to go? You will just be shaking your head like something's wrong with you. So you need to know when he's inside. Those movements are very important. They are more important than waiting for him to talk. So the Holy Ghost was, mm. but me too, I wanted to fight. So one person was win. The Bible says that if we, by the Spirit, mortify the deeds of the flesh, have you read that scripture before? It's in Romans 8. If you bite the spirit, if you, so it means that you have an intentional activity to do. And what you are going to do is to, by the spirit, mortify. What the meaning of the word mortify is deading, put to death. Deading is continuous killing. By the spirit, deading the works of the flesh. Then you will live. And that can only function if when he begins to walk within your vessel and show his displeasure, show his happiness, you by the spirit mortify your own will at that point. Are you guessing my lecture? You didn't get it. So, that day when I was not, I should react. Is that true? The normal me has thought of different ways to give this guy's car, his car on his body. But the spirit is saying that you can't do that. Not by talking, but he's giving you signs that this that you are about to do is wrong. Apostle Aramis said one story. He said that they accused him one time of uh, of getting one lady pregnant. Of committing fornication. And he didn't know how to defend himself. You know it's hard for a guy to defend himself against anything that a lady says. If a lady says that a guy rapes him, it's easy for everybody to believe. Rapes her rather. It's easy for everybody to believe. But the guy will be there confused as to when he did that. So that was Apostle Arame's case. Then Apostle Arame remembered that years ago he had training in martial arts. <laughs> so he knew a few skills. So he went to God. And this was his prayer point. Give me one last chance to practice my skills. <laughs> I was wanted to stop me inside fellowship and practice Taekwondo. <laughs> so the Holy Ghost gave him a very good response. He said, no problem. You can go. But your journey in the wilderness will be longer. Displeasure. The only two personalities now. Personality here is ready. There are different, I learned them. I kept them in my archive. Now I can bring them out. <laughs> but the second personality is saying, no. And in your work with the spirit, your spirit must be the leader. The arrangement has always been spirit, soul, and body. Right? Spirit is the one that has been handed over to God. Your soul is the normal human life. But because of the fallen state of man, your soul has become selfish. 
Soul is normal human life. Sleeping is normal. It's not a work of the flesh. Is that true? Eating is normal. It's not a work of the flesh. Jealousy is normal. The quest for fame or greatness is normal. Is that true? It has never been a work of the flesh and you will need it in your journey in life. But because of the fallen state of man, soul has become selfish. So you can, because of your goal to be competitive and to get to the top, you can decide that every other person around you will go down because of you. That's because of the fallen state. It was not a problem to pursue greatness, but to pursue greatness at the expense of every other person's life is because we were fallen. Now, your body is the part that... So, is the part that yields, brings the work of the flesh. So, the arrangement was always what? Spirit, soul, and what? But, pre-salvation, the arrangement changed to soul... Sorry, body, soul, and spirit. Which means that when your spirit is the leader, your spirit decides what to do. Passes through your soul. Your soul understands what the impulse that came from the spirit is and your body is is your body is is the slave that acts out anything that happens but when the whole thing changed your body is what determines what is going to happen so it's why guys don't it's every lady that and human beings have tendency the biggest preacher has tendency to like every lady every tendency because there's no difference between me and the person that slept with 200 people this year. There's no difference. Any difference? No, eh? Did you say yes? Ah, no difference. Probably he's even taller and finer than I am, so he has more advantage. Maybe. No difference. But the only thing that we have done is that he is living based on flesh. Anything that this weak body tells him to do, he does it the work of the flesh. But as the believer, your strive is to make sure that your spirit is the leader. This is codex. This is codex now, not substitution. At codex, your spirit must lead every of your activity. We know that you want this. At this point, you want to sleep. But because the Holy Ghost, so you will see that it's not just sin. Because the Holy Ghost is giving you a signal to pray. Your spirit should lead at that moment. Your body is choosing sleep, but your spirit is choosing to pray. Your body should win, sorry, your spirit should win at that moment. That's what spiritual people do. They've made sure that body is not going to rule them, including soul. Now, the soul does not produce, it, does not produce the work of the flesh. No. It produces what we call self. And these two things are things that believers must fight. Flesh and self. Flesh is the works of sin. Flesh are the human tendencies that have become selfish. When you become soulish, you are all about you. It's not more about God, not about impact. All these leaders that use people don't really care about them. Try to portray like they care about them, but use them to achieve their own mind, 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 mind. 
Have you been close to anybody like that? That everything is about them. The food must be their taste. The this must be them. The everything must be about them. They must be the biggest person in town. They must be the richest in town. They must be the leader. They must be them. Self. And those two things must die. Because the Bible says that we have a responsibility to put off the old man. Now, you should study those scriptures very well. That the Bible did not say that the old man will go. It said you should what? Put off. The Bible says that if you by the spirit mortify the, the deeds of the flesh. Which means that every man has a responsibility to live a spiritual life. Every man. Every human being is normal. The difference between people are the sacrifices they make, the decisions they make. And at any point that you make decision, if your spirit does not win, it's your fault. Which means that if you will be highly anointed, it will be yours to choose. If you will be... Because the spirit inside man is dynamis. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Ye shall receive power. Huh? After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Power is dunamis. And dunamis is from the word, um, is from dunamis that we derive the word dynamo. When you, when you study a dynamo, like in starting a generator, eh? when you, you need external mechanical force to start up the reaction. But at a point of maximum oscillation, the dynamo continues to work by itself without you adding your own. Which means that whatever level you would get to is like Play Store. When you download a software, from, uh, sorry, an application from Play Store on your phone, it's already installed in your phone. Is that true? Which means that anytime you want to go back to use it, you don't need Play Store again. It's there. And it will be your own decision to use it or not. The, 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 the time with which you spend there is based on your decision, not based on Play Store again. The spirit is installed. Anything that you would derive from that spirit will be based on what you decide to do with that spirit. Every man has a decision. And every man will determine whether he will be spiritual or not. Every man will determine whether he will go far or not. It's completely your decision. Anybody that is blaming anybody, including Nigerian government, is also having problems. Nobody cares about us in this world. The only people that know that you were born is your family members. Let's leave that and come back to perspective. If you will mortify the deeds of the flesh, it will be based on your partnership with the Holy Spirit. But a man must partner. Even at salvation, man had to partner. It's with your heart you believed. And with your mouth that you confessed. Before you got saved, the Holy Ghost did not come and land on you. Which means that every man has an involvement. You cannot become spiritual by yourself. Sorry, by... When the works of co-death will be done in a man's life. When the works of putting off the old man will be done in a man's life. It would be based on his own decision with the Holy Spirit. Which means, which means, which means that if a man is still striving with addiction, it's not completely God's fault. It's not only that God is still working on him. No. There is an involvement that he should make that he is not yet making to. 
No man will come above the works of the flesh. Even above the works of self. I think that cell phone is easy to bypass it because it's not easily seen. Alright? You would not easily see it. Many people did not know that David had affinity for fine women. People did not know that David could kill. There are things that people do that are self. Pride will not necessarily take you to hell. But it will block because in coherent reality it is you in him, him in you and the goal is that Jesus be revealed through your vessel. I think we need to study that part to know the exact reason why man was created or the exact reason why we got saved. Because God created man for his pleasure. Which means that God should derive pleasure from every man's life. Your life should make God happy. That's the first reason why we were created. The second part is Genesis 1.26 where com- that comes, that's our assignment that we should dominate. But the reason why we were created was because God needed pleasure. And he would derive pleasure from every man's life. If that would happen, God now gave us a reference that we might not like very much, but it's the reference that was given unto us. That we should look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So Jesus is that posture that we look unto. When we look at Jesus, we see God. And everything that a man would become is in Jesus. Anything that a man would preach is captured in Jesus' message. Anything that you will call destiny is captured in Jesus' life. You cannot pick a reference that is outside of what? Jesus. Jesus is the picture that we look at. And if you will become like that, if you will put off the old man, which includes flesh and self, me, me, is what has brought Nigeria to this position. Me, it's not hell. No. This is the normal human life. To want to be the person on top. Who wants to be beneath? We always claim that we will be above and not beneath. It's our prayer point. So the presidents that do not want to leave office, they also want to be But you ask this this self you will not be able to trace it to sin, but self will bring flesh back. Because your, 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 your quest to always be above is the reason why you will put everybody down. That's what will give you inspiration. Eh? Inspiration to start killing people because they want to contest against you in an election. Self. Now, when you now start killing, that's now sin. But it did not start as sin when you want, always wanted to be on top. It was flesh. It was what? Self. Me. I want to be rich. Yes. Is there anything bad there? No. It was not prayer that bought well. It was not heaven that brought the lighting or the TV. It was finance. Is that true? So everybody needs it. But you can see self captured in many people's prayer. Lord, embarrass somebody for me to go to the top. Is that prayer looks like? Hey, Ulua, Ulua is self. Is the old man. 
you heard people pray those kind of prayers before? Why is she shouting? Are you fighting with somebody? <laughs> so you will be careful to check your communications, your prayer points. Many things can be self and you do not know. Have you heard people that all they talk about in church is money? Money, money. I mean, bring the money. This one, money, 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 money. And we've also realized that when it comes to the quest for finance, it's more knowledge and activity based than prayer. There are things you will know and you will consistently do, then time and chance will happen to you. But some people, that's all they talk about. And in fact, if God blesses that guy with money, oh, we'll have less virgins as sisters. Sorry, sisters as virgins. Because even the sister too, is self, self, that is making her to be roaming around the guy. She was not addicted to fornication before. No. But self, money. She made that to be greeting the guy. The guy will call her by 10 p.m. And she will not have the caution to say, why did you, are we praying this night? Are you inviting me tomorrow morning for a program? Why did you call me? Why do people like celebrities? Have you seen people see Michael, I loved that guy Michael Jackson. People saw him and fainted like he was the anointing. I watched different clips. The guy would just enter somewhere and somebody would scream and that's grace. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> See, that girl that screamed and fell down, you think she was herself? Herself. Because I don't think Jesus would see Michael Jackson and fall down. Not because he was great, no. Even if he was in the manger, he would not do that. Many things about. That's what happens, including men of God. It's the reason why if you. If, may you become popular one day, you will be. But when you get there, be careful of psychophancy. People will hang around like they really love. They don't. It's still the self. Self. They believe that if they snap with you, they have a point to prove at home. Self. I want to show that I'm the one that is the happening guy now. I'm the one that God is blessing now. So I buy the, the, the most expensive watch. Have you heard people that's nothing when they talk like this, they say, this watch, this shoe. You don't get these kind of kicks before for your life. Have you heard people talk like that before? Why are you smiling at me? I know people like that now. Now me pay for everybody where they, we didn't need that information. We did not need that information. We all we needed to know is that people ate. The fact that you paid was not our business. It happens in church too. Oh, see, now, now there are two sides to this thing. There are sides that are because of donors and stuff. But there are sides where every pastor, before he gives you something, he must be on stage and they must take the video. Don't you see it? There are sides where they want to portray that, okay, there is scholarship for people. We, we understand those parts. But there are some that we don't need to know. 
must you we know you have one million that you have given it oh yeah glory to God should we die now self me me one other thing that I I remember listening to fathers I I listened to fathers of old I studied from people like Watchman Nee to people like A.W. Toza I didn't just start listening to preachers of nowadays no I started from Watchman Nee A.W. Toza Kenneth Hagin Papa Kenneth Hagin and a few others like that they they trained people like Benny Hinn his wife Benny retraced the steps recently Kenneth Hagin and Catherine Kuhlman they always say something Especially Kenneth Hagin. Kenneth Hagin will say he doesn't believe he has a special anointing. He believes that the anointing is given to the body of Christ. And because he is a member of the body, an effective member, so the anointing flows through him. Keshin Kuman never believed that she had the healing anointing. Regardless of the thousands of people that she healed in her life. She never believed that she had a special grace. She just believes it's a relationship with the Holy Spirit and anybody can do it. It's why in those days, people used to heal the sick more than in these days. In those days, people train people to heal the sick. I have those trainings of Corey Blake, John G. Lake. How many of you have those teachings? They train people, they create manuals, Charles, no, not Charles, for them. Charles, Charles and Francis Hunter. They train people to heal the sick. They will train you on what to do, how to align with the Holy Spirit. It's a full class, full training. Um, John Gillick, I think he did it in South Africa. There was a very serious virus at that time and he trained people. And your own practical, practical class is that they will hand over a serious sick person to you for one month. And whatever you can do with the person for one month will determine if you will be part of the doctors in town. So, they might hand over somebody to you and the leg is gone. That's your own cross. Settle this one with God for one month. After training. They train people and people did it a lot. Bill Johnson is still alive. So we see it happening these days. It's not that it cannot happen again. Bill Johnson is still alive. If you get to Bethel Church, if you are sick, they tell somebody else to pray for you. One other person does it. Apostle Guillermo Maldonado. He's alive presently. He's in the US. I think, is it US? Yes, I think he's in the US. When you enter there, he doesn't pray for people again. He has... He has trained members in church to be able to pray for the sick. If I heal one sick person now, <laughs> my, my poster, build, we print one banner. It will be at. Then anytime I want to address anybody, I will say, have you seen my banner in town? I see things that God does these days. You know, I, I need to <laughs> self, 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 self. Now, that thing, will it take you to hell? No. Is he a work of sin? No. But it is self. It's you now that is being glorified, not Jesus. Of what use is telling me that your picture, if I pass through North Gate, I will see the picture on the poster. You don't need to tell me. There is a lot of self that is brought into church, brought into preaching, brought into everything. And it's hard for you to see self because you can say, ah, the man has it, he has it, none yet. No, it's self. How many sick people did Jesus heal? How many times did Jesus in his teaching refer to one of the sick people that he healed? Or one of the dead people that he brought back to life? You hope you know that Jesus told Peter, it was the, 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 the taskmasters were about to collect tax. And Jesus told Peter to go to the sea and cast his nets and the first fish that he catches do you remember that story he should open the mouth and the coin that is there he should bring it Jesus brought money from the mouth of a fish 
Jesus should have written a book. Is that not true? Uh, uh, talk to me now. Advise Jesus. He should be. He should open a YouTube channel and produce a book. Then have three posts every week, two sessions, two live sessions. <laughs> the power that brings money from the impossible. <laughs> yes, Enojaluwa. John now, join like now, prophet Jesus is about to prophesy into your life. If he prophesies into your life, fish, fish, the shower you want, I'll be the cote you want to eat this evening. Money will be in Then while he's talking, I prophesy to you today, Sister Sandra, please like, comment, and subscribe. Glory to God. If you compare what we do to Jesus, you will see how foolish our ideas are. It's nothing you have done. Wait, go, go online. Then you will now come. Jesus will now come and say, He has the grace. God gave him a special grace to bring money from the impossible. If you sell socks, and Jesus prays for you. The grace on Jesus' life will make sure socks will make you richer than Dangote. All the men of God that have all the grace for wealth in the world, all the people that they have prayed for, none of them has beat Dangote on the richest man list in Nigeria. Something is wrong. Because self has been added to what we call grace. God puts grace on people. Yes, we know. But if Catherine Kuhlman does not believe that she had a special anointing, who am I because of a few people that have gotten healed in this life? To now say, I, you, you are not trusting the grace upon my life. There is no grace. Yeah? <laughs> yeah you are playing with grace, you face this grace. Yeah? <laughs> I'm trying to just see where you have already stepped it is you. You won't go to hell because of what you just. But, but but you won't go to hell because of that statement. No. But that is what self. It is still a function of the old man, the fallen man. I told you that the the soul is the normal human life. It's normal for a man to try to flex his ego. Ego is normal in man, in men. Is that true? So God put it there. Is the normal human life. But because of the falling state of man, ego has become something else. So if you get saved, you will now need to deal with that ego. Deal with that competition. You will be great. But your competition is literally against yourself in life. Fighting against A and B and C will give you the highest headache that you've ever found. There are people that are depressed on unnecessary things. There are people that everything gets to them. Self. Are you seeing? To live the believer's life, you need to deal with flesh and you need to deal with what? The two. Don't deal with one and leave the second one. I think that was the advocacy of Watchman Nee. He believes that people pray for God to take away sin. But people really pray for God to take away human tendencies. Like pride. 
like anger. You know, anger. Anybody that believes here that he can never get angry, you are the one self that needs salvation because people get angry. Anger is a normal, normal, is a normal human reaction to displeasure. So it is very possible to get angry, but to not get angry to the point that anybody that pisses you off is stupid, is a bastard, is all those things. Then the man of God will now say, "No, I was correcting him. I told him to type something. He was he was missing deadline. So because he was missing deadline, he became stupid. He became a bastard. Give me other words, please. He became a fool. He will never amount to anything in life." Jesus have not finished work on that one. That man. Self is inside. That was not Jesus. Jesus had disciples. And there were many times that the disciples failed Jesus. Jesus was on the boat with them. Remember now. And there was storm. And they came to wake Jesus up. And Jesus stood up. That statement was a statement of annoyance. Who is you of little faith? He's, He's trying to say, I'm here. Why are you scared? What else? What other evidence do you need? But when in Jesus' ministry did he call his disciples bastards? When in Paul's ministry did he call his disciples stupid? Now, don't use your position to try to change the word of God. Remember, let God be true and let every man be a liar. If Jesus did not do that, he did not give us rights to do that. Remember Moses, because we keep joking these days. Remember Moses. God called the Israelites a stiff-necked people. When Moses called the Israelites a stiff-necked people, God said he should not come out of his mouth again. It was God that first called Israelites stiff-necked in front of Moses. He told Moses that. When Moses said the same thing to God, that your people are stiff-necked, don't they are mine, not yours. And it was because of that anger of Moses that God now said, and Moses, the man of God, MOG, kept bringing his matter up to God. That God had already said you will not enter the promised land, but Moses was trying to negotiate. And God said, don't let this matter come up to me again. Uh, have you not read it in your Bible? Is it not there? I thought, I might. Yes. So the man of God that feels like because now ministry is more about leadership than spiritual activity, alright? So it's about the leadership, leadership, and you know that if you don't task people, they will not work. So everybody in the ministry has received insult at every point in time. Everybody has become stupid once in life, has become an idiot. That man, his story very soon can be like the story of Moses. It's because we don't study our Bible well. That's why we say, ah, he's a father of faith, he's a father of faith. We are not saying we are special. We are doing this teaching so that we don't do like that too. Are you hearing me? Self and flesh. There are two different things. Flesh, fornication. There are many people that don't fornicate. Don't Many things that they don't do. But they are, the works of self is still in them. And the two must be put to death. So when the Bible is saying you should put off the old man, it was not just referring to flesh. It was referring to self too. We have a goal as believers. 
a goal to become uh, give I think I've said it but put that scripture up first Peter chapter 2 verse 9 I think we did it last week I don't know why I'm still on it I should enter something else But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should shew forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Which means your Christian journey has a picture. And the picture that your Christian journey should show is this him, him that called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That him, Jesus, that him. Jesus as being our picture. I don't think Jesus is the standard for many people in these days. I really do not think so. A man can be your standard, but the Bible says looking unto Jesus. And it looks like, you see, it's easy to ignore that scripture for a man because this man is great. This man has done things. Looking as much as we learn from men, looking unto Jesus. As much as we respect men, they've done things. The impact that they have looking on. It's important that your gaze does not shift from Jesus. It is why many people follow a man. And when the man slips a bit, makes a mistake, many people fall into the mistake. Just follow the man with his mistakes like that. You see, there there are people that if, if they roll one side of their trouser and leave this one long and they come to preach many preachers will copy it is that true many of the things that we wear today we didn't how many of them did you invent no we saw it from somewhere the way people copy celebrities these days it was when some people started tinting their hair green and blue everybody also started doing it And they don't find out if it's a personal dealing or not. They don't find out if. Because the goal of many people is that man. That man is the picture that they are looking at. And at a point, it, it gets to a point where, and funny enough, funny enough, many preachers also put themselves as the picture in front of everybody. So they force everybody to be like them. Anything that you come and you say, and you say it's God that told me that this is my own part, the man will start telling you that, are you trying to say me too, I don't hear from God? Have you heard people say that if God tells you to do something, and because I'm your spiritual leader, I tell you to do something different. Obey me instead of God. Somebody said one funny thing. He said God used to play two cards. Psycho mela, ila kombre diosane. <laughs> he said, "What God can play? What is, is God plays what now? God can play what <laughs> two cards? The two cards will be that it will tell your leader something, and it will not tell you the opposite. But when God does something like that, what He's doing is what He's playing, and some mistake class. He's playing what two cards." That you must be wise. In short, <laughs> disobey God and obey me because it's God that is playing what? 
You see, God played two cards at one point in the Bible with one prophet. The Bible called him a prophet. (laughs) God gave him instruction. Go there and do this. Then, number one, do not sit down. Number two, don't pass the road with which you passed when you were coming. He said, don't sit down, don't eat anything. So, God played two cards by sending an older prophet, a father in the Lord. You, you need to understand that statement very well. So I'm putting it in your context so you can grab it. God sent a father in the Lord to meet him and say, now the Lord has spoken. Follow me to my place. He sent them to meet him and say, follow me to my place and have it. And eat because God spoke to the spiritual father. He played what? Two cards. So the guy came and because of the understanding that when God plays two cards, <laughs> that two cards, somebody should show me in the Bible. When God plays two cards, you should obey the man. So he came and he obeyed the man of God. Then that same man of God now stood up while he was eating. Chicken was still in his mouth because God played what? Two cards. <laughs> while God was playing two cards, he was tearing chicken. And as he was tearing chicken, then the Lord now spoke to the father after playing two cards and said that now, because you have disobeyed me. He said, the lion will meet you on the way. You won't get back to where you are coming from. And truly, a lion devoured the young prophet. Because God played what? When God plays two cards with you, if you like, obey the man. Because men have put themselves as picture before people. Because I'm a father, whatever God tells you, Mine must be defended. At what point? Where did we see it in the scripture? And you have to be very careful because many of the preachers that preach nowadays are young, very young. Especially if you are a lady. You know God can play two cards. God can speak to you that you are supposed to marry somebody. But the father is saying God just played two cards. I'm the one that should marry you. It's God that is playing what? Two cards. <laughs> As it's like we are <laughs> As sometimes when you hear something, you will just sit down and be trying to remember if you have I read my Bible before? I think I've read it before. I think so. So if I've read my Bible before, I didn't see two cards. I didn't know that God started playing what? King and Queen. Triangle and I did not know that God started playing star and circle. People twisting the word of God to accommodate their own ideology. It has never been in scripture. The Bible says those kind of people should be accursed. That's what Paul said. If a different person comes to preach a different gospel from that which we have given you, Paul said even if an angel from heaven came to give you a different gospel, or even if he comes back to say something different from which he has given you, let that person be a cause. Two cards. <laughs> Beware of two cards. <laughs> Hashtag two cards. Okay. Woo. There is a particular personality that was given to the believer at salvation. That is the only personality that can help a man live the believer's life. 
the person of the Holy Spirit. And your journey in this kingdom would be based on your partnership with that personality. All that I've been doing since has been retracing last week. I'm just, sorry, last week. I'm just entering this week's message. But I won't take time. What I found out is that in the natural, growth in life is based on your independence. We can know that you are growing by the level to which you do not depend on your parents, you do not depend on friends, you do not depend on people. You have come to a point where you can make your decisions, your choices, and you have what it takes to support the decisions that you make. If, uh, for example, I have a decision to probably be um, a, a PhD holder and I want to sponsor myself to school. If I'm still collecting money from home, it means that I'm not completely independent. So I've not grown that far. At a level of independence, I should fund my feeding, fund my school fees. Our, I, think, I, I believe that my dad is not collecting money from his own parents because they are dead. So which means that he's funding his own life. Is that true? He's funding the whole family, including my life. That is a level of independence. That's why we believe he's a matured man. But in the spirit, your growth is based on your dependence. It's the opposite in the spirit. Because when you begin your spiritual journey, it's still you, 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 you. So the Holy Ghost will train you to get, and it's one of the biggest trainings that God does to men. I think that's the most important part of the training that God really deals with men before he can do a lot with them. The Bible says that in the day of his power, his people will be, give me that scripture. I think that's Psalm, Psalm 110. Starting from verse 1. The Bible says, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. This, the first Lord there is God speaking to Jesus. David was the one who captured that vision in the spirit that Jesus should sit at his right hand. That right hand there is not necessarily just right hand. No, right hand is a kingdom terminology for um, a chief prince or an, the second in command to the. So he, he, he can administrate over kingdom matters when God is not administrating at the point. So God has left field matters to Jesus' hand. So Jesus is the administrator in terms of field matters. This is chief prince. When a king is ready to go or is planning to go one day, he starts to appoint his sons and pick one of them to be the chief prince. So that's what Jesus became here. Next verse. And the Lord sent shall send the rod of thy strength from out of Zion, which is the Holy Ghost, sent from out of Zion, and that rod came with a mandate, rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Next verse. It says, thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. This scripture, this scripture is the reason why many people have not prospered well with the Holy Ghost. Because God is only powerful when there are willing people. Are you here? Uh, You don't understand. You don't understand. In short, Futa's present state is a picture of the fact that we are doing church, but there are less willing people in church. 
God is only powerful when somebody allows him. And this concept, God needs to help pause him, enforce it. Because many people feel like God is powerful in a building. When they come inside church, then they sit very sanctimonious and sacramental. They are hoping for Jesus to touch them. No! There is only atmosphere in a building because someone created the atmosphere. God needs man. God has a need. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that that God is Jesus is knocking at the door and is expecting man to open that door to him. Till tomorrow, God still needs men. Have you read the Bible when he says I, I sought I sought for a man? God always in history and now still searches for men. And the the idea that we have is that God is so powerful that if God is so powerful, why are we held down by dictators in Nigeria? Why is it that church is like this? Church is like this, Nigeria is like this, because there are no people that are allowing God to find expression. It does not necessarily mean in just stealing. The man that is calling all his disciples stupid is not allowing God to find expression in full import. So because of that, he will leave that young guy with a memory of pain that he will decide to venge on somebody else. Then that guy becomes a governor. And he stops salaries from everybody. Because God did not find expression through a man. A whole community is in trouble. You've heard this song before that when the righteous prosper, people rejoice. It's in your Bible. We do not know the impact of what we do in these days. Many people just say, eh, it's, it's the way I am. I live like that. I talk when I want to talk. Huh? I don't keep this to myself. It's the way. <laughs> because I've trained a lot of people and I found out that there were young people living in this life that they are suffering from the hurt that somebody gave them years ago. It takes time. Let me tell you, physical injury cannot be as bad as emotional injury. You might need to lay hands on the sick for physical injury to go. Brothers and sisters, the memory of pain, it takes the Holy Ghost to take it away. You people did it in school now. Hope you, or you did not do it, that maybe when you were in junior secondary school, your seniors in senior secondary school always bully all of you. And you will vow that one day I will get to SS3 while they ban school you. Have you? Did you do it before in secondary school? That's exactly what the memory of pain can do to somebody. So when there is war, when there is strife, anger, bitterness, jealousy, those things might not take you to hellfire, but they will create, because Jesus, now, there are no willing people enough to allow God to find expression. Self will find expression. Create a memory of pain in somebody and the disaster continues from generation to generation. It will take a lot. I've told you that if Nigeria will change, our prophecy is that which Isaac gave. What's his first son again? Esau. That there is no more blessing for you, Esau. But you will grow. And you will be strong. And you will break the chain of your brother off your neck. We need to break the chain of the spirit of the bondwoman off our neck in this country. We need to break this chain of... And it will not start only by praying and fighting. It will first start from people who will decide.
be theaters for Jesus to find expression. Not just when they are praying. Not just when they are giving money. Giving money doesn't do so much than a lifestyle. A lifestyle of love cannot give somebody a bad memory enough to want to keep punishing people before you. Because of you. Have you heard of people that they remembered what somebody did in their lifetime and because of how blessed they have been, because of the memory of somebody, they decided that no children will be sick. So they build hospitals for them. That kind of philanthropy is because Jesus found the expression. Before you get to the point where we start discussing uh, how um, spiritual, many, many, many spiritual things, there are many things that we live and we do not talk about. This lifestyle thing is a thing that people really talk about in church, but it has be, it has caused a lot of pain. Have you heard? I've heard politicians say a lot of things. Uh, somebody will sit down and say, um, uh, "How do they put all these things?" Somebody will sit down and say, I, "Didn't you know in the days of so 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 politician?" Young people will be protesting like that. The man would have sent soldiers and killed everybody. Uh, you see, the truth is that I have lived with myself for 21 years. Plus. So to think that the habits that I have lived with for 21 years will go now because I said, Lord Jesus, I accept you into my life, or because I did blah 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 blah. It will be a lie to me. People that have been skilled, there are people that are skillful in lying. Skillful in manipulating. Those kinds of people. The fact that they stand up and pray will not take away an attitude that has been built for a long time. It's why if we will live the believer's life, we need the Holy Ghost. See, I know when people talk about the Holy Spirit, they talk about encounters. They talk about how they entered into the seven heavens. But the Holy Ghost was not sent for us to have encounters in the seven heavens. That was not the reason why it was sent. No. When Jesus was speaking about him in John 14, 15 and 16, he never told anybody about your encounters. Never. He said he would send a comforter. Comforter there is not just petting you when you are crying. No. Comforter is the word of Phanos. Which means that, sorry, he said that he will not leave you as orphans. Which means you will not leave you as orphanos. He will not leave you without a father. Which means that when the Holy Ghost comes as a comforter, he comes to guide you. Not to pet you. No, 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 no. Because the, the, the context is, he will not leave you as orphans without a father figure. So the Holy Ghost, when you were born on earth, you were born to a man. When you are born in the spirit, you are born to a different father, the Holy Ghost. And if your life is still the same as it was before, then you did not allow that father to father you. The new father comes at salvation and he begins to change you. Change your perceptions. It begins to provide for you. It begins to change your ideologies about life, about God. That's fighting. There is no, there is no joy derived in fighting. There is no joy or greatness derived in competition. Talking about somebody behind him that happens in church. Church is not a place where people keep silent again. It's not a place where people know that you are struggling through something and pray for you. People don't do that in church again. When they know you are struggling through something, the whole Nigeria will hear. But 
and that same person that is doing that thing will still come tomorrow morning and say he has an encounter. You, you, you are, you are not using, listen, you are not using the main reason why the Holy Ghost came to meet you. He came because you cannot live the Christian life by yourself. Alright? So he came to hold you and take you through the Christian journey. And so we ignore the Holy Ghost in normal everyday life. But when we pray, we are conscious. The proof of life is consciousness. And it's not consciousness when you are praying. It's a daily living of a consciousness of a personality that you are number one, but you are two. It cultures your speech. So that the next day you are about to call somebody an idiot. I came to talk about lifestyle before I start talking about all these other things. Because our prayer points are misguided. It's somebody that should be studying, learning a skill, mastering a skill, and be looking towards competence, alright, and excellence. He is not mastering any skill. He's praying that Holy Ghost and the nations that you show me sit down. That nations is in your skill when you master it now. Growth will bring nations. You see, we jump process in this kingdom. So the hilarious pastor that doesn't know the word of God will come like he knows something to preach and start prophesying next week a breakthrough. Which breakthrough happens to somebody who does not have a skill that he is doing? Please. That person too will say amen and come back next week for another amen. Misguided prayer points. He should be working on a skill and his prayer points should be about Jesus. Work on my lifestyle. I'm working on this skill to give you glory in the future. But as I am working on this skill, don't let me embarrass you. Don't let this skill get to a point where everybody knows now. And then they come to meet me and they meet pride, they meet arrogance, they meet flesh and self. That's what your prayer points should be about. But he's not praying that one. He's still the powers will the seek it will never come because when he comes, it will meet flesh. Jesus will still not be able to find the expression enough. Are you seeing misguided prayer points? My prayer life is I rarely ask for things, and it's not because God is starting to bless me. No, I rare is rare. My brother is here. When I think about, I want to get things. I sit down. I'm strategic. I write things down. This is what I need. This is, I'm not perfect and I don't have everything. But God is helping me. Because I sit down and God has divided this thing for me. Your prayer life is a relationship. There is more to get in prayer life than things. So, instead of praying... And stay with the Holy Ghost. Walk on me. Change this. Change this. Change this. Before even praying for destiny and not see. There is no amount of prophecy that comes upon you. Even if the prophecy of speed. Yes, we believe it. There is no amount of that prophecy that will come on you. That will make you come into limelight next week. You don't have the structures enough to manage it. Are you hearing me? You are no more in class. Are you hearing me? So if that is all that you pray about when you come to church, if all that you pray about is Lord, change my level. What level to there? And people ignore the important part of their partnership with the Holy Spirit and the most of their prayer is things. The Holy Ghost was sent not to give you things. The Bible says... Ah, what's that scripture? Paul 
Paul speaking to Timothy, he said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. The Bible says it is able to build you up, then grant you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. Inheritance does not come first. Building comes first. Are you hearing me? I've seen people that got saved and in that year, they are already praying for ideas for the nations. What do you know? In the day that tragedies come, do you have relationship enough that can secure you during those times? He does not have a track record yet. This guy should be spending time crying in God's presence. That should be his own curriculum. He's already praying for ideas for China. Which of the China? So that you will get to China again and embarrass Jesus and all that is in heaven. I, I don't want people to embarrass God again. Enough of all this misrepresenting God every time. Because we jump process in the spirit. The Holy Ghost is a more, is a more sure guardian than your spiritual father. I, did you hear what I just said? If I've been training you for a long time, the Holy Ghost is a more sure guardian than Ariel Emmanuel. How much do I know? Do I know the things you struggle with in secret? How many do I know? But that thing that you should take to the Holy Ghost and work on it, you will just listen to Emmanuel saying, and see, may God help us as preachers to not always post any little thing that happens to you. I snap with this man, post it, you see. Oh no, I see rubbish from different, rubbish from so-called apostles, prophets, a lot of insanity in town. That guy just snap with one man. You see, um, these days people don't honor again. Uh, honor is value. Are you, are you out of right senses? Critical thinking evaded from this guy's mind. And that's all he's posting. Every small thing that happens to you is on Facebook, is on Sister. What exactly are we looking for? The applause of men. It was not work done very well in the school of the spirits. If all your life is in public, you can't be great. There are many things in your life that should be secret. All we knew was that Jesus was raising the dead and healing the sick. When Jesus was praying, it was secret. Even the Bible did not capture all of Jesus' prayer. So this thing that men of God do, uh, this is what God is doing in my life now. Then after talking all the nonsense, alright? The young people following the man are now under pressure. Pressure. Me too, I need to get there. How old am I? I can do it too. I can do it too. I'm not against, I'm not against responsibility. I, everybody here knows I'm a fan of responsibility. But see, this pressure that young people have. So he just got saved today. Now he wants to announce Jesus in where you G boys are. And G boys not riding cars announces. Is that what should be on your mind now? Because the, the lost preacher, that's all he's talking about. Last week, I was with this man. Last week, I was with this man. Last week, the man has really come to meet you and said, last week I had a fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And he was talking about this, talking about, people really talk about that again. It's last week I met with David Oedipo. When I laid down, um, last week I met with, please give me any man of God in Nigeria, just give me a name. Last week I met with Benin. I laid down. Last week I met with, what? How does he help us now? Then young people, pressure, pressure, pressure to perform, pressure to have, pressure to have. I heard that one church recently in town, and I won't mention the church because we honor those people. Thank God for what they've done. But they've left something that you can't start correcting at old age. 
Then Yahoo boys are plenty in church. Listening to your own messages many years ago, what were you preaching? If you really preach Jesus, Yahoo boys can't be that much. But what you were preaching was greatness. Go far, go far, go far, go far. And the people who are open to go far feel like enemies now to just enter markets now in short pass. Then a flood of people who really need to now be saved, not even discipled. Because their lifestyle is completely opposite the lifestyle of Jesus. Listen to me. If you listen to a man, you will become that man. The greatest responsibility of any father is to hand you over to the real father, the Holy Ghost. And if your parents did not do it to you, and the man of God is not doing it to you, you better do it to yourself. If you look up to me, you will feel I have many flaws and mistakes. I have never been perfect since I was born. How old am I? It's too much pressure to say you guys should look up to me. What am I saying? I will hand you over. That person was the one that helped me. When I made mistakes, I ran to him. When I was crying, I ran to him. When I didn't have answers, I ran to him. Then I hand you over to the Holy Ghost. And if he holds your hand, it is impossible not to get to destiny. Are you following me? The believer is known much more than death to self and flesh. He's known by his relationship with the Holy Spirit. We ignore him too much for things. There is, there is this teaching in town now. Every man of God is under pressure now to say, the grace upon my life attracts 500 people, you know? When I was on campus, eh, I did a lot of things on campus, and he made he made me meet all kinds of people. I know you are doing ministry. Uh, they had problems with us because we didn't know there was no leader. We were, we were just organizing a prayer meeting, set apart, then ESF, and there was no leader. Everybody just comes and prays, and that was all. So there were meetings because um, the JCCF president at the time came to one of our prayer meetings and loved that place and always comes around. We didn't even know that JCCF president was always in service because people were much that time. So JCCF president called us, then he said we should meet and talk. And then he started sharing his burdens for the land. A lot of things were happening. So people knew that ESF is affiliated with JCCF already because they always see us and this man together. So they organized the meeting. Then they said that ministries on campus, let's do things, let's do, let's start a different, whatever, all kinds of things. And I was in that meeting that day. Then they said, who is the man of God over ESF or Setabad? And then we turned to, we were like five or six that day. Then we turned to ourselves. Um, it's like we went for one meeting. You were the set man. You were set man last week. You, okay, I'll do this week. You do next week. And so they thought we were completely unserious people because we didn't care about all of these things. Then they were like, hey, when you leave, who will the ministry be under? And we were confused. When I came to campus, did I do ministry? I was just meandering in town and then the Holy Ghost cornered me somewhere and we were taking God serious and it looks like it's increasing. We don't even know all these things that these people are saying. Then they will invite you, come around for our meeting and it's not a problem. Then you get there and in five minutes, this guy is already saying one day there will be cars, there will be this. We did not need that information, sir. I'm just meeting, you don't know me. 
he does not know my name, he does not know where I come from. Then we just started talking. Somebody just said, Do you know Ari Emmanuel? This is Ari Emmanuel. Ah, yes, sir. Good evening, sir. God is doing great things with us. Don't advertise yourself. I don't need it. Flesh self. I saw that kind of thing on rampage. It's rare to meet somebody and he will tell you that God has put things in my heart. I just wish and talk to him as a brother and let your heart burn because you've heard things that you really want to go and seek God again for. When I studied book on generals, that was their discussion. How did, um, what do they call this revival? The longest revival lasted the hundred and, was it Azusa? No, it was not Azusa. Azusa was William Seymour, right? There was a revival that lasted for over a hundred years. It started with the Moravian brothers going to prisons to talk. You guys didn't. It was a discussion. There was a fight, and they decided to discuss. And why they discussed? They discussed God. They discussed kingdom, and their hearts burned. And they decided to be coming there to pray every evening. They kept praying every day for over a hundred years because of discussion. But you meet a different man of God. Five minutes, he already tells you how much he has in his account. How, to what end is this, this that we do? And he advertises himself throughout the preaching, advertising himself. Then when he's done advertising himself, the young people that do not even know that that man is struggling with things. Because let me tell you, brothers and sisters, at any level in your life, you can't be hundred percent okay. No man is hundred percent okay. Everybody has something that he is trusting God for. At any level in life, Jack Ma said something. I heard it years ago, and he stuck with me for a long time. He said many people think they are broke because they need five thousand. Because if five thousand comes, you know, I'm just using Nigerian currency now. If five thousand naira comes, their problems are solved. Do you understand? But he said at his level, he can be broke. But you will not know. But what he needs at that point will be like three hundred million. You will see hundred million in his account and think he has money. You will not know that he has three hundred million to pay. He said that at every level there are headaches. And if you cannot solve the headache of 5,000, you can't solve the headache of 300 million. So the guy will still come with a private jet, but you don't know that he has a load of like 500 million to pay. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is depth on that level. Depth on your own level is, ah, somebody borrowed me 2K, I've not paid back. Depth on that level is millions and billions to pay. You will still see the guy drive a nice car, but he still has millions. That's I sat down and I thought about it apparently and thank God for where I am presently and decided to be moving forward. The goal is progression, not perfection. Nobody will be perfect, but you will keep progressing. So now I know that I have finances to handle this. A man with 100 million, you will come and roll on the ground and say, sir, do something for the boys now. You do not know that his own headache, if he lands it on you, you will crumble. So what are you pursuing? Bigger headache without capacity. Because that man has already known that in an organization there is something like reserve. Many people don't know all these things. That reserve gives a leader time to think. And if you study history, every organization gets into chaos at least in five years. You can't spend 10 years as an organization without getting into chaos. So you must learn to prepare for days of chaos. Reserve does not help you 
to solve days of chaos. No, it gives you time to figure out the plan. So the man is still driving a private jet. You do not know that that organization at that period is in a downturn. Listen to me. Remember what happened that Cristiano Ronaldo pushed some bottles of Coca-Cola? Remember? I'm a businessman. I'm talking to you. And they said the shares or whatever in the stock market of Coca-Cola went down. Was it about 5 billion or whatever? 4 billion. That 4 billion is lost. So, hope you know. You, you just said, hey, Cristiano Ronaldo. No, it's headache for somebody else. Because the person in charge of Coca-Cola has planned the year's finance based on what they had. Do you know? And so he has planned that somebody in Nigeria and they have companies all over the world. Hope you know that they would have felt it by this time. It's you that don't know. The headache at that level, you can't bear it. You, you are crying for 2,000 naira. And you are now praying, change my level. You don't have the capacity for that kind of level. Five billion, you will faint before the next morning. What happened to our publicity? What happened to our adverts? Did we not sell? What happened? Then you now hear that one guy just pushed your bottle. And that was the end. Five, four billion went. And if you are the leader of that organization, brothers and sisters, what will you do? Answer me. Those are days that you will close your laptop Tell everybody to have one day break Go back home and lie on the ground And say Lord strategy strategy. You've not built that secret place Strong enough to trust it In the days of battle You're already trusting God for China China visa You will fail But the Holy Ghost You hear a message on prosperity But it tells you come and sit down here Your own work is not prosperity Leave prosperity from your book now You just sit down with me And let me work on your prayer life There are things you need to learn God taught me something in 2018 That gave me a lot of confidence That if men fight against you If men decide to end your life There are things you can do in the spirit To reverse them Now If I did not stay with the Holy Ghost you will not know. You will just hear Emmanuel entered cab one day. And one black man said, Oh yeah, I will meet you next week. And Emmanuel died. No, Emmanuel will not die. This one, <laughs> the guy, oh my God. The burial he will have, he won't have a serious burial. Because his body will be pieces when we take him to the courts of heaven. Now you have not learned that. I can tell you now that this is what you will do. It will not work for you. Because the words that he speaks unto you, they are spirit and life. It's not just what that entered you, spirit entered you when he spoke unto you. Yeah. Ah, it says the anointing. Spirit entered you when he spoke unto you. So that information that he gave you, that you wrote down in a jotter, is the writing you are seeing in that letter. The spirit is in this vessel. It is one day when somebody looks at me and says, I will hang you next week and I will pity him because I don't know this outcome. Then the guy will... <laughs> My mom used to tell me one story that she worked with somebody. Many of you don't even trust prayer enough. When you are stranded, you look for men. You've not trusted God enough. That's what you should be settling with the Holy Ghost. So you are talking about, let me blow. My mom said that she worked for somebody because she came from a rich family but things happened. The man died. Or he was old and he could not work. And Polygamous family. They've trained the eldest ones. So these younger ones, they could not train them. So she needed a lot at that time. So she did um, all this house lesson or something. Going to train some people at home. She trained them and they planned the payments. And after Christmas time, after everything, the 
Okay. After everything that she did, the woman did not pay her. Then my mom said, because my mom trusts prayer a lot, a lot. I've seen my mom, I don't pray up to half of what that woman does. She said she went to God and all she said is, God, is it good like this? And she closed that chapter and forgot about it. This woman, her business went down, her life went down. She had a crazy accident, she was close to death. When they took her to the hospital, they treated, treated and the doctor was tired. One person came to meet her and said, you offended somebody. You really offended somebody. Then she remembered that there was a graduate from secondary school that she cheated, that she did not pay her money. Then my mom said she went to work or something. Then she just realized that they told her that one woman came home to look for her, that they brought this woman. She was close to death. Then when they brought the woman and my mom got there, my mom was confused. She said she didn't do anything. I just... Then she had to pray for the woman cried oh, please if you don't pray for me I'm about to die that person that has that experience with God next week when somebody steals her car will she faint? no confidence you don't yet have that track record you want to blow so the day that you go to preach and somebody looks at you and says you are a bastard or something then you go back home and you, you feel depressed because people are talking about you it, 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 track record would have burned all of that one it would have gone the Holy Spirit is the real father if you follow him it is impossible to fail you will make mistakes I, I assure you you will but he will still hold your hand Ooh. The Holy Ghost is not a spiritual father that when you offend him so much, he will send you away and curse you. All these things are rubbish. I saw a video. <laughs> I love what I'm doing today. And uh, you know, um, Google Map. The Google Map, if it's giving you direction and it's saying go straight, turn right, at 300 meters, turn left. You've heard all those things if you are using Google Map. Um, if you are using the Google Map and it tells you to turn left, and because you know that road, you went to turn right. You know that way very well. Please, will the Google map flash at you and be angry? And say, I'm giving you direction. What does the Google map do? It will, it will reroute. I like that statement. It will look for the nearest possible turn to take you to that place that you are going to. If the Google map is that patient, the Holy Ghost is more patient. If you went so far, you have slept with almost all the guys in town. If you went so far, you have stolen, you have robbed your, your life is a testimony of too much flesh. Just come to meet him. The solution, Jesus gave us the solution. He said, come on to me. All ye that labor, and I every living, and I will give you rest. Come on to me. I gave you a message of hope and a message of caution. Don't follow a man too much that you ignore the Holy Ghost. He is, he is the one that even tells you who to submit to. And if he does not want you to stay there again, he can take you somewhere else. All these things that people do that you 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 please men and offend God. Listen, it is only God that gave you a destiny, that gave you a hope and an expected end. No man gives you hope and an expected end. If you serve in this place, after a few years you will leave. You will go and start your own family. I might not even know that you exist again. You might just message me and I'll say, hey, I remember you. God bless you. No man can.
can be a father, the Holy Ghost. And so when we, when we ignore him to pursue men, to pursue men, like men have the answers to your life. Listen, I submit to you that I do not know everything. There are questions you will bring to me that I will tell you go and pray. Because I don't know everything. How many things do I know? Even in my life there are things I need answers for. But if you take, if we die, if I take you to meet the Holy Ghost, that trusted person, he will hold you regardless of your mistakes. I, I was telling a friend something. When I was struggling with masturbation and pornography I prayed a sincere prayer to God it was a sincere prayer I said God I can't fight this thing but if it happens next time when I feel the hurt to do this next time send me a serious stomach pain that was my I was a young boy I just prayed that prayer because I didn't know what to do I was helpless and lo and behold stomach pain came to my life when the rubbish comes, I will be holding my stomach. It will be so painful, I will forget the urge for the stomach pain. The Holy Ghost. You, that thing, you might just think, uh, maybe it's just a happening. It's not a happening. He left a memory. Because the Holy Ghost is the person. He knows how to become personal. That's the difference. If you follow different gods, they will just tell you, climb this tall tower, meet Buddha there. Kneel down and face the north and the west. <laughs> God gave us a relationship, not a religion. So, if you meet him, the simplest of God's, God proving, we need to trust God these days, and that might be our prayer point today. Holy Spirit, reveal yourself in a personal way to me. Do you understand that prayer point? It's as simple as God. Somebody forced me yesterday. I don't know what to do, but let the person come back with a sorry next week Friday. And you will think it's a joke. Something will happen with that person. Next week Friday, is at your room saying sorry. While he's saying that, you will just, it's not spiritual accuracy. It's the Holy Ghost telling you that he can hear you. Lord, I don't have money for transport. As I'm going home, please send a car. I told you my story when I was coming from Lagos. And as we were saying, God give us a black Corolla. We stood in that road and lo and behold, the black Corolla brought us from Lagos down to Akure. You will think that I will just move there and just go back home and say, Hey, Omo, I did pray. No! It gives you a memory that God does not lie. God is reliable. So if Abraham took Isaac and was about to kill him, and then God saved Isaac from death. What experience do you think Abraham has? If God says, Abraham, give us 1,000 cows. Abraham will double it times 5. And say, God, take 10,000. Because he knows that God is so faithful to live a man like that. Imagine Job and his experience with God. Everything crumbled in one day. And God returned it back in a hundredfold. Imagine the experience that Job will have. Somebody should now threaten Job and say, I will come and steal your belongings. He will welcome you gladly. Come. When the devil came, God returned it. And, ah, that daddy did that they say. There are things that I really want to introduce us to the Holy Spirit on a personal level. Learn to ask him the most stupid of questions. I've done this since many times, eh? I'm about to meet somebody and you know when you want to meet a man and the man is very special, proves to be very special and he's in his office attending to the old world and ignores you so you are waiting on the queue I remember this day I was supposed to meet this woman and she was talking with somebody in the office and I said Holy Spirit I need to go somewhere else and you are a stronger part of this partnership please bring this 
woman outside. That was the sincere. It's not a. It's not. You see, we waste time without building relationship. It's the Holy Ghost, a robot that you program laka laka laka, and he will do something. What are we doing? Then I sat. I sat down there. And I simple. I don't know what the woman was looking for. She just all of a sudden realized that she forgot something. I don't know. Then she stepped out of the horses and she came to. And as she came out, I just went to meet her. Ma, I wanted to tell you ABCD. Ah, I forgot that you were coming. You would think that all that happened is just she came out. No, it's not set up. It's not coincidence. It's the Holy Ghost. He left a memory in my mind that anytime I talk to him, even if I don't pray, he hears me. So if I look at you and say, God bless you, all you think I'm saying is God, I have a memory of the fatherhood of God. I've not, so, I've not started entering into that. When I start teaching prayer next week, I will explain to you that the second revelation of prayer is the fatherhood of God. Jesus said, when you pray, say, our father. First revelation is the hour. That's when you pray, you don't pray alone. Many of you pray alone. That's why you just walk and carry your Bible. And you just feel like you've prayed. I don't know why people do all those things and embarrass themselves in public. Sit down in the secret and sit down with him. Spirit of the living God. Open. That, 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 you, uh, that person can be in court crying. Let him be praying. Is his own? There is a difference between and our teachers is in this series. There's a difference between intercession, relation, fellowship. There is a difference between the two. When you are praying warfare, it's different from fellowship. Fellowship is relationship. You don't talk to your girlfriend and say, no. When you are talking, it's discussion. It's personal. So we just speak the Holy Ghost like he's one programmed instrument. Many of our fathers did not pray in tongues. Are you hearing me? Many of them did not pray in tongues. They walk in more power than we might even walk in in a lifetime. So you think that all you are doing is that when you pray in tongues, power is made that power did not get anywhere. From nowhere. But they had a relationship. Many of them, it was when they were about to kill them. Because they trusted Jesus. That they called on Jesus. And Jesus brought something. One wind, one south. And kidnappers left them alone. And they knelt down in that place and vowed. That they will not look unto man again. If God can save them. In front of a knife. In front of a sword. Who is man? What can man do to me? Don't you know what Paul said? I bear in my body. It's confidence. That's relationship. I have, I have a relationship. I bear on my body that mark. Let no man trouble me. Yes. That is confidence. Because Paul has met the Roman Empire many times. They've tried to kill him many times. In fact, they killed him. He came back to life. All you see is power. What I see is relationship. It's an evidence that even if they kill me for the sake of the gospel, God is too faithful. A man that died and came back to life, if he meets a dead body, do you think he will be... If he prays for you and you don't get healed, it's God's fault. But if I pray, I believe he hears me. We skip process because we don't know the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. Don't follow a man. Follow him. Don't follow me. Just follow me as I follow Christ. We're going to pray this evening. 
Lord, become personal to me again. Reveal yourself in a simple way. Not, don't bring any encounter. Don't take me to the fifth heavens. No. Give me a real experience that can remind me that you are alive, that you are with me, and you will never forsake me. I had plenty of these experiences. I don't know the things that can happen to me that will make me now forget God and think man will help me. Man has failed me too much to rely on men. I look, I will lift my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. You've heard me quote this scripture many times. It's a personal revelation. My help comes from the Lord. He's the maker of the heavens and the earth. The Bible says that many are they that say there is no hope for me in God, but thou, O Lord, art a shield from me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. That's how I pray. I have a relationship. There is experience enough to let me know that God does not fail me. So in spite of the wavering of the things that are happening, whether things are good or they are not good, I trust him. I trust him. Are you ready to pray? Lord, give me a real experience. You know what an experience is now. Experience is not, Lord, take me to the 15. Let me see a cherubim. You really don't need many of those things if you have an experience. Lord, give me a real encounter. Pray. Give me a real experience. Show up in my story, oh God. Just show up. Show up in my story. The Bible said, and Isaac sold in that land. After he had been rejected times and times again. But Isaac sold in that land. His experience, he gives you a memory about God that you can never forget. There are many of us, it's easy to forget God. Because you followed a man, you never followed God. If you followed him, he would have showed up in your life to tell you you that I love you. God is committed to our Emmanuel. I am sure. I'm not guessing. There are many mistakes that I have made, but he came up again. And anytime I see his hand, I see it again. God is committed to my rising. He is committed to my destiny. There is really nothing, nothing can separate me from him. Lift this thing up and let us pray. Lord, show up. Show up. Show up in my story. Just interrupt me. Interrupt me from somewhere. The Bible says about Moses. He ran away from Egypt. He was on his way. He he had committed a very big mistake. He ran away from Egypt. But while he was running away, he met a bush that was burning. And the bush was not consumed. It's not about power. It's an experience. God is still alive. He gave him an experience that he will never forget. Give me something. Show up. That show me something that will make me sure about my destiny. Not just a 24 hours vision. No, no. Come in. Ah, the Bible says that Jesus stepped into the neighborhood. Jesus can step into the neighborhood. He can show up in your life. He can show up in your relationships. He can show up in your finances. He can just interrupt you with a friend. And that experience sticks in your mind. That God is alive. Show up. Show up in my story. Don't leave me alone to live this life by myself. The Bible says, by strength shall no man prevail. I have tried many things in my strength, but I come, O God. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. God 
God still gives people encounters. Oh, God still gives people real encounters. There are people that were about to be kidnapped, and a car came from somewhere and he picked them and he took them back home. Ah, it's an experience. Experience. Show up in my story. Show up in my story. Shalakendo brisa saska papa bashele diapatados. Ente te 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 kepeketesh. Show up in my story. Show up in my story. Overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, He chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the ninety-nine. I couldn't have it. I don't deserve it. Still, You give yourself away.
there was this man, he said the man came in a white, a bad or whatever, and a shoe. And he just came there. He just walked in, I don't know how he bullied his way in, and he told them that he wants to buy this particular person. They told him that ah, there are other people that he could buy. This girl, you can keep her at home, have sex with her. All of they gave him different options, you know. Then, you know, he said he's interested in this guy. A Muslim that just got saved. Relationship. And he picked the guy. So he paid for him. All the amounts, he gave them everything. And he paid for him. They said, should they cut his body part? He said, no. He wanted him alive and whole. Fine. They gave him food and he took him uh, he said he took him to a red car and they entered the car and he drove and uh, he just realized he was in another state. He drove him back from that state back to I think it was in Oshun State that he was living there. Back to Oshun State. When they got when they got to Oshun State, he was like, Are you at home? Do you know this place? He said he does not know the place yet. So they took him to around his church. Huh? Around a day. So when they took him to his church, he said, Do you know his place? Ah, sir, this is my church. He was confused. What is going on? He said, No problem. He dropped him and I think he gave him money. After giving him money, he told him goodbye and please be careful. And he said that he was shocked when he landed. Did he just come out of that den just now? And when he turned back, the car was gone. The man, the car, everything disappeared. He that is that one is experience. That's not fifteen everyone's encounters meeting. No, it's an experience. Next time when he needs money, he believes he knows that this Jesus is serving is not dead; he's alive. We need those kind of experiences again. Much more than don't see your pride should not be in bragging that I saw an angel last week. It does not help any one of us. But an experience that makes you remember you can never forget God. When the Israelites were, I am, were in the wilderness and they needed food and manna fell from heaven. Brothers and sisters, food is falling from the sky. Will they doubt God? Will there be famine one day and they will say, hey, we are dying? No, no, no. There is an experience they can never forget. So God told Moses, he said, the things that you have seen, the signs and wonders you have seen, go to Pharaoh. <sighs> there is enough. God told Moses, put your hand in your armpits. And he brought his hand out and his hand was withered. He said, put it again. He put it again and his hand was fine. Experience. Then God said, the signs and wonders that you have seen, he says, go and show Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh will now come and brag. And say, my snake, you can turn rod to snake. Me too, I can turn rod to snake. No. Moses has enough experience to know that the person he's dealing with is not a scammer. If God sent me, regardless of how hard it is, he will back me up. The lack of experience has made many believers follow men. But looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. That Muslim that God saved, his prayer is more powerful than your own. Because he believes in prayer than you. All you've done with your prayer is praying in tongues, praying in tongues. I saw a scroll. I hear people say all kinds of rubbish. You know, I'm reading the 99th scroll now. And the territory, you see, when you just hear it, you just look at the person and imagine is this, that is, do you think you are are you, do you think I think you are a man of God for what you just said now? Bring this call and let us read now. I've heard many people say things. I see myself right now. I'm riding on a horse. I have 99 signet rings. I have 90 crowns. Oh. Has this territory changed with your 90 crowns? Do you know what a signet ring is? It's a sign of authority. 
in all these unnecessary things and you don't see the proofs in their life. God, you see, at some point you will pray prayer points to God that God, I don't think I need big encounters. Show me simple things that will build my faith. Because the goal is your faith. The goal is not to share a story that I woke up and my book was in the ceiling. The goal is God. I was looking for something. And mysteriously, Pastor Emmanuel Ilan was saying, um, I was listening to his message today. And he was saying that he was in the restroom. Really, literally in the restroom. And he said God spoke to him. He just believed God spoke to him to send money to somebody. And he just sent it immediately. And he said the woman called him and was crying. And he was like, what's the problem? She said, now she believes that God is alive. And he hears prayer. He said, she said, I just prayed now that God should helper and immediately you sense the money experience you you are thinking is that's not miracle that's not anointing no experience so god shows up so in the day you are asking for children and you don't have a child and god has not yet shown up you will talk like job and say that though he may slay me yet will i serve him i know my redeemer lives that's experience. Where were, I know when I was I was having a top class and he showed up for me. I know when people neglected me, I had no friends and he showed up for me. Is it now that he will leave me? God of yesterday, today, and forever. We are going to pray one more time. It's the same prayer points. Lord, give me a simple experience to strengthen my relationship. Give me a simple experience to strengthen my faith. All these vagueness, I don't need them again. Give me something simple and solid. Lift your voice and if you know that song, echo that song. Tunnel, you will light up. Mountain, you won't climb up. Coming after me. No wall you will kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. No shadow you will light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. No wall you won't kick down. I like that line.
Amen. Amen. preaching you might think that God has granted him grace to bring these words to us and so it looks like uh, there are mysteries that we can step into but no these words are real we're in the month of July right for over the past 7 to 8 months I've had an idea and I've been trusting God for execution mm. over and over I've shared with minister I don't hear hold him too we, we talked about it but it seemed like nothing was coming forth. Honestly. I met a friend who sent a, she, she sent a link to me. One. I prayed with that link for over one week. Seven days. Last week, Monday, I, I stepped out in faith and by 11 o'clock someone called me and said, you talked about this. I said, yes ma'am. She said, what is delaying? I said, there is no money. In less than four minutes, eh? She was on the couch. I was sitting opposite her. I just sent. She sent me 10,000 naira. In the, she, she just wrote it. She said, manage this. I said, good. Yes. She told me to manage it. What else is remaining? What else do we need to do? I started to outline my plan. She said, don't worry. Eh, don't worry. I called up some of my friends. I called up my big brother. But he said, is that all? I said, don't worry. I'm about to start now. He said, no, wala. Yes. Can you raise up your hand towards heaven? Can you repeat after me? I decree and declare sincerity with my work with God. I decree and declare sincerity with my work with God. I decree and declare sincerity in my work with God, purity. Ah, oh Jesus! There's no wall you won't kick down, and you won't tear down. Coming up to me. Oh, you really think God is not real? Me, oh, where's Joseph? He, he saw me on my way to Oja two years ago. Come, but there was no money. We were planning for a meeting and to get. He, 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 he knew the crazy things we did. How do you invite a man of God from Kogi State to Akure? And the man is ministering on stage and there is no single cover for Honorarium. There is no, there is no one naira for Honorarium. And while the man was ministering, someone tapped me from behind and said, he said, man of God, remind me, I, I want to send you something. The person didn't transfer 4 a.m. We entered inside GT Bank, inside school together. 4 a.m. The person withdrew cash. I, I couldn't find the envelope. I had to wrap it inside paper. I said, man of God, my God. Uh, no, no. Because there's no one. You won't kick down. You won't tear down. Coming after me. There's no 
Amen. Oh, oh, may God grant us those small experiences that builds our faith. That, that's it. That's, that's a sincere prayer point. Ah! Ask Daniel. We will train you into the lion's death. He said, go ahead. That guy came out of that place and you think he will be scared of anything. No. Bow before this image or we throw you into the fire. He said, if it be for us, it be for us. If you let us perish, I die like that. The, do you know what it means to walk inside fire? Scripture recorded that the people who drew them, they, they, they were born. How to walk out of fire alive? Nah, nah. God can do something to us that can build our experience. God can do something to us that can build our faith. You know how many people zero F has destroyed their career on this campus? Zero F. Where is he? He knows. Some people have had to repeat the exam three times. Not they didn't pass. Not they didn't. No zero F. But how can you have zero and you? My God, I, I I wrote an exam in this school my first year. They said I failed. Innocent me accepted it like that. Second year I did the same thing. They said I failed. <laughs> I'm in engineering. I'm not that dull. I wrote the exam the third time. They said, I said, okay now, don't want spiritual. Let us, let's, let's put my legs into it. They searched for my result and saw that I passed. Okay, sir, MA Trace, last year's own, they said you had 58 C. Ah, two years ago, you also passed. It was a mistake. He said, been at the verge of death and life before. I may have a shuttle without money before. I'm not saying you want to scam the driver. You just stand there knowing that uh, someone is either somebody that know me or somebody that somebody must pay this money. The day I tried it, I, in, uh, some people might know me here and there inside school. I, I, I entered that shuttle bus with, the, with full faith in me. Somebody must pay this transfer. I don't care which will happen. I got to Southgate, nobody paid though. The man said, Where is when I said I'm coming? I stood by the car, the bus. Uh, somebody must just walk past now. Either I dip my hand, I find money, or someone pays this money. Anyhow, it will happen, I don't care. God provided you. <sighs> yes. Do you know how many times I've, I wake up early in the morning without food? No plan of nothing to eat. I stepped into my friend's room. Do you know what he will tell me? I'm fasting, nobody's rice. And I say, Hey, God. Yes. You must fast that day. The day I'm hungry, you will fast. Yes. I'm going out. Just cook anything. I say, my God. I look on the chef. I see egg there. I cook two noodles. I add onions. Yes. I, when I'm hungry, we provide. Mm. It, so, see, uh, if these things begin to happen, when you lay hands on the sick, it will not be difficult to believe. Can we, can we, can we just pray the next 10 seconds? 10 seconds. Help my work with you, Lord. Make it sincere. Make it sincere. Make it sincere. 
Make it sincere. Make it sincere. Make it sincere. Make it sincere. Make it sincere. Make it sincere. Make it sincere. Jesus, you win every conversation. You win every conversation. Jesus, you lead. You lead. You lead. You grow stronger. You grow stronger. I believe in you. I believe in your word. For in Jesus, mighty name we pray. The Word of God is a seed that brings radical transformation. And we believe you have been transformed by the word you just received. Follow us live on our MixLR and download our messages on our Telegram channel. The number to call for partnerships and inquiries is 0811-414-7940.